Thank you for tuning in. It is the Press Box. We welcome you to our very first episode. Everything is a fast. <laughs> Everything is a fast. Our man Jace Kemp from Channel 10 he hasn't turned up today. Okay, that's, that goes in the multi. Stephen Rowe. The man that shot Bambi. <laughs> Jace, it's Bruce. How are you, mate? Bruce McAvaney. I want to give myself every possibility to be as good as I can be. Mark Aston. What are some of the battles that you've faced with your addiction? Well, it's alcohol, uh, marijuana, gambling, and probably the last two years, cocaine. KG Cunningham and Graham Corns. That might be die on air. That's stuck. If I'm going to go, I want to go on air. You don't expect me to give you mouth to mouth. <laughs> That is the last bloody thing. And you know what? That'd be my luck. That's just silly. Jace, mate, um, apparently you've got to yourself. James Brayshaw. I've looked up to JB my whole media life. I wanted to bring him on. What it is, Damo, is people wanting podcasts. This is the facts of it. I'm not doing them anymore. It's horrendous. I reckon JB's forgotten where he's come from. Oh, I reckon he's... Oh. Andrew McLeod had something he voiced during the show which pricked my ears. If you ask me if I felt comfortable walking back into the football club, I'd say no. If Andrew McLeod feels like that, that's a disgrace. That's a real disgrace. You're seeing half of America being torn apart. It's one of the biggest stories, without a doubt, this year. The proposed arena on top of the rail yards would be about $700 million. So I'll just go to yeah. Jason's <laughs> drive box and get that out. When do we get the plane check? When do we start <laughs> becoming high rollers? That is top fast, number one fast of the year done. Sell it now. It's in the top three. Stamp it, Dale Fletcher. <laughs> it's in the Stamp top it. three. A horse is called the press box. It's called the press box. We have a horse. Royal Dog shooter goes underwear <laughs> from press box. Flat. Finished six. I counted that. Six. I've had to give up my house. I've had to put that much on it. Yeah, now thanks a lot, mate. Yeah, well done. <laughs> this is a fast. On the show, we raise the bat. A celebration of 100 of the best. Welcome to our centurial episode of the press box. Yes, it's the Press Box 100. Welcome to our show. Oh, my goodness. How did we get this far, man? Jace Kemp, Dale Fletcher, Sam Tugwell, and Jack Hudson, who's just come in on the back end of it. Boys, oh, wow. Welcome. Well, we, it's 100 for you, Tuggers. That's, that's, it's, only, it's only 100 for you. I'm in the nervous 90s. Jay, I don't know where Jace is 50 at. 50-something. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack, I think it's like your 10, special 10 for you. Yes. moved into double digits. Let's oh, go. Oh, wow. Boys, we've come uh, to episode 100. It's a big week for us. We've got lots to talk about and uh, lots to celebrate. But how good's this? I didn't know that intro was coming. That's fantastic you've been able to put that together. And, and going back to the first episode, Memories. it sounds... Sounds like we're recorded in a bathroom somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit flat. Uh, my the, my voice from the first episode didn't make uh, hit the cutting room floor. That with that intro when I didn't have oh, a voice. Oh, that right. was we should have cut some of that. Up. That was bad. We were talking like this. <laughs> I reckon we played some of that at some point during uh, our 100. It's a bit hard to go back and find it now. You can go about it. Yeah. Sure it's on the, oh, the no, we never put the pilot up. Oh, I never, right. We never put that up. You know, I, I burnt it. Yeah. <laughs> For good reason. It's buried with other tapes. I think we'll, we'll reel that back out at some stage. That was a, that was goddamn hilarious. But, um, yeah, no, we've got plenty to get through. Massive guest that we, uh, we promised last week has come through, so we're looking forward to that as well. 
Um, but how have we been? We always ask how we've been at the start of the week. What's what's happening, men? We we've got the uh, the bloody Chardonnay out and everything. We've we've got it all happening. Oh, the poppers here, far out. There we go. She whiz. I think I, I stole these party poppers from uh, um, the uh, Adelaide Uni DJ set on, on, on New Year's Eve. I think Jace might have stolen a few there from the, and just wheeled them in. But uh, oh, what a good week. I don't, I don't think anyone in South Australia has got any fingernails left. They're a footy fan, are they? Oh, what a weekend for the Crows yeah. and Power. Jeez. Well, we're going to get to some developments around you, Dale, which yes, are a little yes. bit farcical and scary. <laughs> Global and trending, I was for a little bit on Sunday. So uh, we'll get to that at some point. Uh, we've got a Shit Takes and uh, Root of the Week. Oh, and we've got a follow for fast. Root of the Week too. Of oh, course, do we? we had Matty Burgess on last oh. week. Yeah, tell you what, he's, he's, he's sent in a written statement about how, <laughs> oh, his, he? how his side's gone a little bit later on. <laughs> oh, dear. Hang on, that statement's not from the board, <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, wait and see. Um, but before we go any further... It's time to reflect just real quickly. We're not going to try and make the whole show too self-indulgent, but it is our 100th show, so we will do a bit of that during uh, it. But tell us, maybe Dale Fletcher, start with you. Your favourite moment throughout this time. We've done this for three and a half years. It's a, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing, really. And uh, you said favourite moment. I can't say one moment. Yeah, too many. But, um, there's a few that come to mind. Uh, I won the City to Bay run. Oh, so, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you well, came I, up with. You know with. what? I thought that was going to come <laughs> uh, There was uh, the that one was when cool. uh, um, Homicide Williams, we, we got we got to him on NBL Overtime <laughs> and we were, right. we were trending cool. there for about two minutes. That's because um, you threw up about four names and none of them came through. None of them came through. <laughs> <laughs> 36s in port. <laughs> <laughs> and the NBL overtime boys ran with it, and it was just took just, the bait. It was just, it was just, it was just not, not even close. Oh. But, uh, that was that, that that was pretty good. But was uh, um, yeah, Jace, come on, you got something surely. Oh, have to be. Just um, we had some pretty big guests over the time, and guests some, have been yeah. massive. And uh, none bigger probably than uh, Ryan Fitzgerald, the former Big oh. Brother contestant. Obviously, we had uh, Daniel Gorringe on. Jeez, we, <laughs> 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 that a few times so I think, I think we can put that in the can for the next hundred episodes um and, and i'll tell you what the, the feedback that we received for sa's best local oval yeah. it was fantastic and and to be able to share that and to get so much attention and so many um different communities have their say have their vote uh on this podcast was fantastic i think in the end it was over one hundred thousand uh people voted was it uh, mm. around that mark so you know to massive. have that sort of massive. reach um, and to really, you know, to be able to look into, you know, the best local of the best, you know, local football clubs is fantastic. And hopefully, and this is coming up, we will have something similar <gasps> in the not too distant future. Whoa, We're not going to give it away. We're not yes. going to give it away just yet, but we will have another, uh, a chance for, um, young or up and coming or, or grassroots sporting teams to have their say yes. on what they think is the best going around. That's Ooh, what I'm looking dear. forward to. Good tease. Good tease. Hello, you've only been here for 10 minutes, but have you got... <laughs> um, yeah, so I, th- I was thinking of a couple. I thought uh, finally getting a Hutto's sh- shit takes uh, intro yes. uh, after it took a good, uh, what, five, six episodes. <laughs> but um, I reckon the first time I was asked by one D. Fletcher to come on as a fill-in because uh, one Jay Kemp was <laughs> my A. Um, I think we did it on Zoom because it was the yeah. middle, mid, mid-COVID. We so, did. Yeah, did a few episodes on Zoom. Um, a few? I reckon there's at least 40. <laughs> well, I'll start it too, but yeah, I think... I met Jace um, about I reckon my sixth episode in. Mm. Like, so I was like, "Yeah, Jace is unavailable, mate. Can you come on in?" Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, but no, listening to you guys, um, 
Yeah, there's been a few. I think the KG and Cornsey one is probably oh, my yeah, favourite. That was great. Between Cornsey's story about the uh, the kettle and um, <laughs> the mouth to mouth, as was mentioned in the intro, oh, that had me in tears. That interview. I can't believe he was trying to boil eggs in a kettle. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> what was he thinking? I wrote the hustle though. <laughs> I, do, I do like uh, when we, we gave each other Christmas presents, and you, oh, yours yeah. has ended up being um, uh, Space was Jam, was it? Space Jam and the, yes. the, the T-shirt and that. Now, uh, oh, now. Tuggers gave me um, some hair dye. That's right. So for a special, special. <laughs> I forgot edition. about that. <laughs> so for the hundredth show, oh I put it up for a reason. Look at that! Oh my god, he's got the <laughs> he's hair got dye in. in. He's got, he's got a trim haircut Fresh too. Look at that! that. He is a walking prison bargain. He's got a bit of a fade going on. I like it. You're looking good. Yeah, no, great. No, I'm officially 25 again. <laughs> <laughs> so you I thought, what, what, what could I do? And I thought, well, let's, uh, let's use something that I got given Very as a gift. Very good. Oh, beautiful. Oh nice. Five minutes, bang. So it's seriously been sitting in your cupboard for two years. Pretty much, yeah. Glad it came to use. I hope it's still in date. If my hair falls out by next week, you know, it's a bit dodgy. Are we on Front for done. the city to bay again? What's the situation? I, you know, we've uh, we've done it once. Should yeah. we, should we uh, attempt it? We've, well, we've got well, a fourth member now. Well, yeah. I don't particularly want to do it again. <laughs> okay, last. Mate, the only thing I'll be running towards the bay will be straight to the Wendy's on the corner. That's it. <laughs> I'll See join you, boys. You. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm locked in August 22, Adelaide Marathon, all paid up. So uh, it's a no going back now. Uh, 80, yes. 84 days to go so wow. you three August 22 and August 23 you're having those days off have you got a quick update on that by the way I think we haven't checked in on that for a while no I'm in no, I'm in ready to go nothing new nothing new I'm just okay. training hard running oh geez, the wind today was a farce <laughs> <laughs> oh, had air blowy out there walked out of home and I went well the wind's about 450 <laughs> miles an hour so I'll run into the wind first thinking yep I'll just run in the wind turn around and going home and I'll just fly yeah. fly home yeah. Well, it was it was about a so it was seven and a half k's down into the wind, and I turned around and went, oh, "How good is this going to be?" Mm-hmm. And about just at that moment, the bloody wind changed, so I did the whole thing. Fair <laughs> oh, I felt like I was running on a treadmill. Oh my goodness! I've got to say, my favourite memory was Jace, your hard work that you did over about two months mm. to chase down and capture the great Bruce McAvaney on our show. We've spoken about him many times, but just that was a massive highlight for us. We mm. were. We were like kids in a candy shop when we realised that he was going to come on and we had never done so much prep. He was so good. No, it's a, a back and forth of the whole family. I think I spoke to his wife, yeah. uh, Annie, first, and then I <laughs> spoke to his son, and then uh, finally got the okay that yep, yep, Bruce is going to be on the show, and then it was a, a coordination from there to what night we could do it, and and yeah, it turned out to be one of probably our greatest achievements mm. so far. No, we've got so much more to come. Uh, one of which is this man on this show tonight. Hi, Anthony Hudson is going to join us on the press box. Oh, how good. The voice, the man, he's he's outstanding. So well done to capture him. He's going to be on the program very, very soon. Looking forward to him. 
He's just, he's just one of the best, isn't he, in the country? Dale, surely yeah. you have to ask him about Port Adelaide. Surely. Oh, yes, well, well, yes. Yeah. That's probably the only call that's positive for the Crows is the one on the weekend. Because all <laughs> I'm pretty sure he I'm pretty sure he did the Jack Anthony goal uh, oh, in the semi-final. Oh, 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 <laughs> remind me of that. <laughs> right in front of me. Oh, oh. And uh, the showdown, well, of course. Well, Stephen Motlop, uh, yeah. what a time. Uh, oh, uh, sensational. One. He's, yeah. he's had a good couple of... I remember he did Robbie Gray from the pocket against yes. Carlton he did that one mm-hmm. he he's done some good Port Adelaide ones mm-hmm. um, but of course in amongst all those special guests over the last hundred we've had heaps and heaps of good friends drop by and uh, mm-hmm. here's just a few shout outs we've managed to cl- uh, get a few messages sent in this week by some uh, former guests on the show which uh, <laughs> have just returned for one day and uh, <laughs> oh god this could get ugly Hey boys, congratulations. Would you believe 100 shows I can recall when Cornsey and I featured your characters? We had a ball, we had fun, and I wouldn't miss the show for all the money in the world. Congratulations, 100 big ones. Love it. G'day, Rory here. Congratulations, happy 100 to the press box. It is my favourite sporting podcast, no question. Well, it would be if I knew how to get the app. Um, but I have been a guest and I've yeah. loved it. You boys are legends. Love your work. G'day, guys. Matty Burgess here. Yankalilla B-grade coach extraordinaire. Congratulations on 100 shows. Uh, I don't know how you other blokes have put up with Jace for 100 weeks. So congratulations. You deserve all the credit. And it's a great listen. Hi, g'day, boys. Uh, look, congratulations again to 100. I see what you've done is you've, you've very carefully copied what KG and I have done. So that might stand you in good stead for a little while, but... Believe you me, eventually the Port Adelaide fans are going to learn to hate you. So. <laughs> no, good, seriously, good luck. You're good guys. I'd love to see you doing well, and I hope you've got another couple of hundred more. Hey, guys, Pete Hooley here from the NBL. Congratulations on 100 episodes. I'm a bit flat that I only featured in one of them, but I look forward to tuning in a lot more. Hi, it's Mark Bickley here. Congratulations to the Press Box. 100 episodes. Can you believe that? I didn't think you'd get 100 minutes. Never mind 100 episodes. That's a great result. Good luck for 100 more. Andrew Capel here. Congratulations, boys, on your 100th episode of the Press Box. Sam Tugwell, terrific fella. Got nothing bad to say about you, mate. You're one of the nicest blokes going around. As for Jace Kemp, he absolutely made a farce of last year's SA Draft Combine. When all the players, including Riley Philfort and Lockie Jones, were there to be interviewed, a little bit of wind blew up and all of his pages, I've never seen so much paperwork, goes all over Adelaide Oval. Brenton Phillips had to run and pick it all up, stopped all the press conferences, ruined the whole day. Dale Fletcher, the biggest farce of all, declares after the first quarter that Porto have no chance of beating Collingwood and if they do win, he'll do a nudie run down Weymouth Street. We don't want to see that. And the last one, Jack Hudson. What a farce you are, mate. You wear that Port Adelaide prison jumper everywhere. If I ever see you wear that again on air, I'm going to spew up! Sam Tugwell, Dale Dustin Fletcher, Jay Sean Kemp and Jack Hutto. Paul Hudson, Stephen Rowe, uh, Jared Walsh here from Best Teammates Podcast. Thank you for all of the joy and sexy moments you have provided us over the past 100 episodes. Um, It was incredible to be part of your most listened to episode in the history 
of Press Box Ep Podcast, and that coincidentally was the one that our podcast was a special guest on. I don't know how that ties in, but congratulations. Keep up the good work. We love you all, and stop stealing our stuff. Congratulations, lads. It's Treaders here. You remember all those years ago when we actually did an interview and Kempi didn't even rock up and show any courtesy whatsoever after I gave my time? Well, I'm surprised you lasted 100. Good news is if you played for the mighty Port Adelaide, you'd have a name on a locker, but you don't. So hopefully you last longer than this episode. Congratulations on 100 episodes, boys. This is the Phantom speaking. I would like to comment on how far you've come since you've had me on, but I've never listened to episodes since. So... That's only half a like, actually, because I listened to Andrew Capel's. Um, wasn't much better than mine. But seriously, good stuff, guys. Uh, I'm just not sure, do you have any rules about, you know, full kit wankers coming into the studio? Because what is Jack Hudson wearing? He gets his full pro leg kit on every week. Apart from that, you're going well. So good luck on another 100. <laughs> well, thanks to everyone who did chip in there. Plenty of great guests on the show. Jeez. We're going to have so many more. But full kit wankers, I like that from the fandom. Oh, my abs- full kit wankers is one of my favourite terms. I, I might actually rock up in footy shorts, prison bar guernsey, socks and boots next week. It's time you haven't turned up in a prison bar for about four weeks, so yeah, thank I God. I, I thought I'd re- that's my present to you, Tony. <laughs> There's some sneaky prison bars in that logo up there. Oh, again, Port Adelaide polo. Yep. That's, that's my yeah. entire wardrobe. How many time marks are in the studio right oh, now? Oh, mate, Jay Scott ripped it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, AC wasn't wrong. Uh, Riley Philthorpe was picking up papers. Brendan Phillips was picking up papers. I, uh, geez, I made a mess of that one. Oh, that was I feel like Fletch got off quite light. He did. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got called the biggest farce of all, which was good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's as much as he needs. That's affection coming from AC, though. <laughs> um, excuse me, what's this all about uh, doing a nudie run? Yes. <laughs> it was, uh, that almost went under the radar. Well, the um, on, on Sunday in the office, uh, Miles Kemp, an uh, advertiser, journalist, and I we were big Port fans. We're watching the game, and it was what twenty-seven to one or something like that. And we we're literally about to uh, throw in the towel. And I went, "Jesus, there's, there's more chance of me uh, running new down Weymouth Street than uh, oh, than, than, no. uh, than Port winning this game." Oh, so, uh, so I've uh, g'd the boys up, but. Uh, if I have to say that to every week to get a win, well, I'll just put it on repeat. I'd rather us win the wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so what time? What time and place can we jot you down for? I don't know. Maybe part of the marathon. I might just. Oh. Uh... <laughs> no. The final part no. of the marathon where the cameras are all on you. <laughs> Please no. No, I think there'll be some some sort of a. Um, and I might get arrested. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't do it. Oh, good God. Um, well, speaking of that game, let's talk about the footy for a little bit before we get Anthony Hudson, who's our special guest on episode 100. Um, maybe we'll start with Port because of that one and we'll get into the Crows. Both epic one-point wins. You couldn't get a, a more enthralling finish for both games, even though one game was incredibly watchable and one was incredibly unwatchable. Yeah, for sure. The, the, the Collingwood-Port game was... It's trash. It was rubbish. Game <laughs> <laughs> they say that uh, great teams went ugly. Well, well geez. That was real ugly. <laughs> that was we must be the greatest team of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that was really ugly. But uh, I think I think I think the Port turned it around. Uh, Port turned it around after I um, just uh, my just uh, said I was going to run nude. That's probably when they turned it around. But uh, it was the second quarter. The second quarter was pivotal because mm-hmm. Collingwood had all the run. And only kicked what four goals, six to half time. That could have been, it could have been six, seven. It could have been eight goals down instead of two goals down. So uh, that's probably where Port 
uh, won the game by uh, not giving away a scoreboard pressure in the second quarter. I tell you what, they've got to sort out their starts because their starts have been <laughs> atrocious yeah. lately. And also, Connor Rosie, they've got to throw him into the midfield. He's got to get his hands on the ball. He's got to come to life a little bit. Could he get dropped yeah, this week? Well, they've got to throw him somewhere. Otherwise, he'll be playing uh, playing in the Magpies. Yeah. Because uh, he's been uh, very, very um, bad. <laughs> Not living up to the standard. And uh, I've said this to a few people. Uh, I can see similarities between Connor Rosie and Chad Wingard, oh, which don't. is frightening. Please don't. I hope you don't. Nah. That doesn't come to reality. How do you feel, Haddo? Um, well, between the uh, SNFL side on Saturday, who won a cracker, and then yeah, they did. <laughs> the AFL side, <laughs> years have been taken off my life. Um, <laughs> I tweeted that out to the Hudson Knights on Twitter. Um, oh, Hudson Knights! That, can that Where? go on the board for far, pass yeah, or yeah, I thought I'd only heard that once last week. That's come out twice now. Yeah, look, it's going to be a Don't thing. get used to it. I'm going to enjoy it. Um, but that was stressful. I This, that, this was my uh, first game watching in my new house. Um, so the neighbours got a good introduction <laughs> as to what I'm going to be like. Hang on, is, is the house still standing? Yeah. Uh, well, surprisingly, even after with, between that and then the wind from today, which nearly blew you across 15 suburbs. Um, yeah, the house is still standing. That was, um, yeah, stressful. Can, Very stressful. Can, a lot of yelling, a lot of swearing. Can Tim Ginever put it to you uh, how he thought? And I reckon it sums it up beautifully. This is the 5AA call. Of the yeah. end of Port Adelaide's game, go. it is just uh, spectacular. He's played on. He's kicked on. It's ended. It's ended. The agony has ended. <laughs> this game was horrendous. <laughs> oh, oh. He couldn't sum it up better. Timmy, Timmy, G, Timmy, G, Timmy G, fifteen there. Horrendous. <laughs> Timmy G, one of the best blokes going around. Yes. But oh my oh, yeah. god, that he is... needs to come on the show. By the way, he needs yes. to be Timmy G. Yes. Of course, yes. we've got a new hundred episodes now. We get to go from one hundred to two hundred. So let's let's just fire well, it up. Let's in. get him in. Lock it in. It'd be a very lengthy interview. Yeah. Um, oh no, star. Yeah, oh, love Timmy. So yeah, I think he summed it up perfectly. The agony is over because dead set, if we lost that match, that oh. my new TV was copping a foot through it. <laughs> That was shit house to watch. Well, luckily, I wasn't at your new house because I'm I'm doing all the punching door yeah. punches things. You kick things. Yeah, yeah I'm a kicker. <laughs> at least we don't damage our own property, Jason. I'm more like Dale. Go for a run. Yeah. That's <laughs> This is the sixth time both teams have ever ended a round with the same margin, the Crows wow. of Port Adelaide. It's weird that that's happened, and the first time ever that we've both won by a point yeah, at the end cool. of a round. So that's crazy, a little uh, piece of stat there for you. But the other one is, I think, the most remarkable of a lot. Melbourne, who are undefeated after nine rounds, get beat by none other than the Adelaide Crows, who are just so hard to judge. They're young kids who have you know so much going for them, and they just put in so much effort. And on the odd occasion, when they get it right, especially at home and the crowds behind them, they get job done. How was your heart rate in the last minute? Uh, yeah, like extremely high. You know, I've never felt like I need to jump around in my chair when I watch footy as a viewer. But unless you're at the game, it's sort of different. But as just watching on TV, I rarely sit and jump in my chair. Geelong in round one and then that one against Melbourne last round. That They were the only two games in a long time I've been jumping in my chair with just full-blown excitement because I've never felt so proud when your team is the massive underdog and they come through the way they do. It was just an outstanding effort. Yeah, I feel that that win uh, by the Crows against Melbourne, it totally eclipses the Geelong game. The Geelong game, they were up, what, seven, eight goals. You know, Almost blew, lost at times. Blew, blew them away yeah. um, and, and then held on. But to, to have the, the uh, intestinal fortitude to kick, what, the last three goals... Yeah. 
and then just blat- blatantly throw it out of bounds and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, showed, showed, showed a lot of uh, a lot of ticker. So uh, the, I think the Melbourne win clearly is a lot better than the, than, 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 than yeah. the Cats win. Yeah, mm, absolutely. And it's nice how Tex, when he talked about going back for that shot, he knew the game was on the line, and he and he, I think it was Seedsman come up to him mm. and said, "Just go through your process." And he took himself back to his broken heel days and just kicking a goal. So, so that was kind of remarkable. Another sausage. That was an unbelievable game to watch. And God, how was that not deliberate? <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and all honesty, I'm happy it like, wasn't. Like, mm. completely in yeah. the theatre of it. But I'm just bitter still about last year. Compared, like, well, compared I was going to say, I think, I think Hamish Hartlett might say that might have yeah. been deliberate. Oh, mm. that's what I was just like, oh, yeah. Mm. Would have liked that umpire last October. <laughs> um, but, no, honestly, that is a remarkable win. That is one of the best in Crows history. And, Tug, as you said about, like, being up and about, it's more rewarding when you win a close game as mm. an underdog, isn't it? Absolutely, and you're right. And I think a lot of Crows fans, especially after round one, right, that win was amazing because no one expected it. Then the next two rounds, we started winning games, and there was almost this like expectation that, oh, wait, the Crows can win games of footy, and then they started losing, and people got a little bit angry about it. That's because everyone started using the F word <laughs> after round <laughs> Far three. Far too early. But once we worked out after about round seven or eight, hey, wait, we're, we're not quite as good as we really think we are. Let's just lower our expectations again. We had a game against West Coast, which if it wasn't for Darling, we could have been right in close with and then this one where we actually held on and won and did the hard work the whole way through for four quarters I think it just it almost justifies that round one against Geelong wasn't just a special day Mm. it was actually what can be if the Crows as a team and a collective put together four quarters of good football and for once they did it they finally did it as good as the Crows were, what about Melbourne? Is this, is this the start of the slide? All the D's fans are like, well, we're waiting to fall off a cliff. Does this, <laughs> does this start a losing streak or do they just bounce, Surely not. bounce back and belt the Bulldogs that, this week? That is going to be a cracking game of football. Mm. Very excited about Who's that. best is the best in the league? Because the Bulldogs, I, I reckon the Bulldogs' best, when they pull it out, it is the best in the comp. Port Adelaide... I don't know if it beats the Bulldogs best. I don't know if Melbourne's best beats the Bulldogs yet. Yeah. I honestly West think Coast the Bulldogs are there. West Coast at home is pretty good as yeah, well. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, Bulldogs is exciting. You've got Norton and you've got uh, Bruce up forward who mm. can kick bags of goals and you've got those mid... Cody Cal- Waiton Cal- Cal- is yeah, now yeah, the yeah, rising yeah. star. Then you've got oh, Tim English. You've got Caleb Daniel who's playing yeah. a defensive... Like, they've got so many... And the Bont, Bont- McRae. Just, just signed honestly. on again. Yeah, yeah, so they've got so many guns in that side and... and a few of them have already experienced, you know, what mm. finals are like. So, hundred percent. It's probably fair to say the Bonds are Brownlow shoe in from here. Oh, surely, oh, surely, like, absolute jet. I'd say, yeah, probably the Bulldogs best, and we've seen it twice. Like when they've just they've put the foot down mm. on sides and just crushed them. North Melbourne and then St Kilda, who've just fallen off the face of the earth. Mm. Um, the Bulldogs are scary. I think their best is the best in the comp. Second is Port Adelaide. We haven't seen it this year, apart from maybe the Richmond game. Mm. But even then, like we haven't seen the absolute best. Probably about round eighteen when we wheel when pull, wheel out the, the full strength team. I think when, uh, and butters. whenever when everyone's fit again. But uh, yeah, no, Bulldogs Bulldogs are scary, especially at Marvel Stadium. If yeah. they if they if they get to play uh, if they finish top four and get to play finals at Marvel Stadium. Well, um, well the then, AFL move it to the MCG. That's the that's the thing because a lot of like Geelong generally lose their home finals too to the G and. Things like that. It'll be interesting if they if they're playing at Brisbane or a Port or definitely at Marvel Stadium. But yeah. the, the thing is though, they they played the Crows at the MCG. That was mm. when Tex did the greatest field kick in the history of the game. Yes. Mm. Um. So I'd feel hard done by if I was the Bulldogs. You're playing Absolutely. away from your home ground. 
Like even Geelong, they should have the right to play at Cadinia Park. Mm. Yeah, mm. it'll be it'll be all how the fixture lands. If there's no MCG game, like if Richmond haven't uh, you know turned 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 it around and uh, are up there and have got a home final or anyone like that. So if the if the Bulldogs are the number one ranked team, they'll probably end up at the G, which is a uh, probably a detriment to to their premiership tilt. Mm. No, it's been it's very exciting. There's plenty of football going around. We could talk for ages, but we've got a special guest on the line. We better get to him. And I'll tell you what, some of the most amazing moments in footy are definitely headlined when you hear this guy. Might not be over yet. Five seconds to oh, he let it bounce. 13! 13! <laughs> Ash McGrath comes in. It's on its way. It's there! The miracle of grass! The game is on his boot. So many great memories there, guys. I can still picture most of them pretty vividly. But anyway, lucky for this man, his voice was the soundtrack to those and many other incredible footy moments we speak of, of course. Fox Footy's Anthony Hudson. Hutto, welcome to the Press Box. Well, great to be there. Got my accreditation and uh, just put <laughs> in through the secure, past the security guard. <laughs> Mate, so uh, blessed to have you on the show tonight. Um, tell us a little bit about where you started in the media, how you got to where you are now. Uh, well, I'll try not to take the full time for the chat to, to uh, go through it all. <laughs> I started in Bendigo, in central Victoria. That's where I grew up. Uh, and at the age of about, oh, I mean, like most kids, I was running around in the backyard and um, kicking the footy and probably commentating and thinking that I was going to play for Geelong and in the summer bowling the cricket ball and thinking I was going to play for Australia. and. I probably still think I could get a game for Australia at some stage if they could sort of, sort of spin us. But somewhere along the line, I realised um, that I probably didn't have the talent, certainly not the courage, to be playing footy at the top level and, and sort of set my sights on becoming a, a commentator, which I sort of felt was the next next best thing. And I was really fortunate in my year 12, when I was like 16, 17, uh, that the local uh, FM community station started to commentate to the local footy and I went in and asked if I could help out and you know as these things fall a few weeks in the couple of guys that were doing it one of them couldn't do it and then the next guy couldn't do it and they needed somebody to call the game and they gave me a chance so yeah I was sort of I went from playing against you know a lot of the guys um, that that I was then commentating to to comment to calling them and um, getting that opportunity it was you know it, it wasn't the highest Standard, but yeah, you know, it was just brilliant opportunity for me to be able to do. It. I was probably terrible, but um, <laughs> it, it, it certainly gave me a grounding and an opportunity to get in there and start commentating. Now, Hutto, um, yeah, world known for uh, the three AW and Rex Hunt and uh, all and through the nineties. Uh, just uh, tell us how that started and just uh, how that just grew into uh, the must listen uh, radio on the weekend. Yeah, I've gone that period really fondly. Um, you know, I came down to Melbourne, did a, a journalism degree at RMIT, and then got some work experience at 3AW um, and, yeah, doing league teams, you know, get in there on the Thursday night and read the teams out, <laughs> go to the tribunal, report on the tribunal, um, and then do a bit of cricket in the summer, just updates on the Sheffield Shield and 
Um, I remember actually the first game I did, I talked them in at the end of working, my 10 days of work experience into going down to a country Victorian town called Sale. And uh, Victoria was playing Sri Lanka. And I had a mate who lived there. So I said, look, free accommodation. It won't cost you anything. Let me go and report on the game. So I, they sort of, they let me do an air check and said, yeah, okay. So I went and um, did the hourly updates. And, I, you know, I remember the, the wicketkeeper was Wickram the singer and the medium pacer was Kapila Widjagutta Wadna. So <laughs> Amazing memory. Took, took, took a little bit to get the tongue around, but um, the best thing was going out to my mate's dad's car. He had a ute. I remember getting there on the hour and listening to my, hearing my own voice say, Anthony Hudson, Macquarie National News. <laughs> <laughs> so just to be able to do that. So anyway, as I said, I could go on forever with these stories, but that, mm. that's sort of where I got the opportunity to get on air. And um, and I, I then sort of had to do straight journalism. Um, as I said, did a degree, but had to get a, a job not doing sport, which was really good grounding. Um, so I sort of learnt the, the trade, if you like, of reporting and so forth. Um, and then got a job as a sports journalist at Channel 10. And then mm. where I've probably been really fortunate is that the league and the, and the game and, and sports in general expanded nationally through that period. So they went from really most radio stations having the same two people call to needing extra people to cover all the games. And yeah. again, I was a bit fortunate things opened up and there was a spot next to Rex. So, wow. yeah, I got to go with Rex and Sam in their prime. And, um, you know, it was, it was pretty amazing when I think back on, you know, Rex was, uh, Rex was doing a fishing show that was just going around the world as he would have told us <laughs> to 4,000 million thousand listeners and viewers. <laughs> and you know, Sam was, was fighting with everyone on the footy show and was much, much watch feeling on a oh, Thursday really? night. So, yeah, I, I really think that, it, you know, working with those guys probably changed the way I called from what was, you know, my, my heroes growing up were probably more, you know, ABC and straight calling. Mm. And while I've always maintained, you know, quite an element of that, probably the element of trying to add that excitement, a little bit of theatre probably came from working with Rex and Sam. Now, uh, Anthony, I'm not sure if you saw the vision from last week, but there was a, a video going around of Rex Hunt screaming Yablet at McDonald's at <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning. How many times do you reckon uh, he said that those words next to you uh, when you were commentating? Oh, uh, yeah. Look, I, I, um, the, the Yablet days were really probably at their best just before I was calling. I got to call Gary Ablett Senior a little bit, not much. You know, being a Geelong fan, and loving Gary Ablett, I would love mm. to have called him more, but so I got to call the son for his whole career. But yeah, I mean, Rexy's Yablet calls. <laughs> drink. And he, he hates the crowd, Rexy, so yeah, he, would have, <laughs> he would have taken a lot of talking talking around to do that, I'm sure. Uh, now, Hutto, you said that you're a Cats fan. How do you separ- separate yourself as a fan from the call? And as well, seeing as your two most popular calls, I reckon, were both against your, your boys. Mm. Yeah, um... It is something I have to always remind myself of. I've never felt it's a massive problem because you're there to do a job and you're being professional. And I felt it was harder before Geelong had won a flag. In my lifetime, I'd only known disappointment up until then with four grand final losses. Um, so when they sort of started to come good in the mid-2000s, uh, you know, I was probably on edge a little bit about all of that. But I really only had... A, I felt like I only had an emotional issue when they were losing. That was when I probably... Yeah, you, know, you had to really go. Okay, just you know, just keep keep calm, keep control. Stop telling Farmer Thompson what he should be doing. Um, <laughs> as we, you know, I don't think anyone in barracks for a team can associate with that. So I don't feel like I ever had a problem with you know yelling in excitement too much because I feel like I'm excited when any, any player kicks a goal or mm. any team does something well. So, uh, but it's just a little reminder to yourself. And every now and then, you know, if you if you have 
if you haven't reminded yourself, you do have to just go, oh, just don't get caught up in that. Mm. So, um, as I said, it's really just about doing your job professionally. Now, Anthony, I'm currently a, a sports reporter here for Channel 10 in Adelaide, and I deal quite a bit with Stephen Quartermain. Tell me, what were some of the, the best moments that you, you had sitting next to him commentating the footy? Uh, um, I'm glad you asked me about the best moments with him calling the footy. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. I, I started at Channel 10 back with quarters, uh, and Eddie, when I got into the Channel 10 sports department, it was Stephen Quartermain, Eddie Maguire, and Peter Donegan, and uh, wow. anyway, wow, that, that, that was a good experience for a wide-eyed boy, let me tell you that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, look, it was fantastic. We had great opportunity in the in in the 2000s to uh, to call finals, like the the first time the footy rights were split and left Channel Seven, uh, where I'd been for two years. I, I was lucky enough to, to get a gig at Channel Ten. Uh, Channel Nine had Friday Night Footy, and they did mm. a, a fantastic job with that. But we we got Saturday Night Footy in the finals, so. Yeah, I got to call all those grand finals. And I remember the first one quarters that I did, 2001, which was, yeah. sorry, 2002, uh, which Brisbane? was the second mm-hmm. um, Brisbane grand final. And it was Collingwood and it was a really wet day. And we're halfway through the third quarter. And I just remember elbowing quarters after a goal and said, can you believe this? We're calling a grand final. <laughs> and it's close. You yeah. know, like it was, it was a thrilling grand final. Um so, yeah, we, we were really lucky. It was a, a great period. Obviously, quarters had the Leo Barry U star. Yeah. I, I wasn't calling that day, but I was sort of hosting, sitting up in the hosting box between Malcolm Blight and Lee Matthews. So that wasn't a bad wasn't a bad alternative. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, like it was a charmed run, and you know, quarters was great to work with and call with, and he had some great moments. And, yeah, it was something we look back with, with great fondness and you know, just so lucky to be able to call big finals. Mm. Now, there's a, Hutto, there's a lot of Port Adelaide fans over here that would have heard you um, during the 2004 grand final. And you're actually commentating uh, when the siren went. And uh, have you got it here, Tuggers? I do. Have you got it? There it is. It's all over. Port Adelaide. They had the power to win. And it was very much history in the making today. Now, Hutto, how, how many days had you thought that up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or was it spur? Or was it spur? Oh, spur of the moment. Oh, spur of the moment and instinctive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can I can tell you the story behind those. I guess the end of the, the final siren lines, if you like, which you can tell. You know, in most cases, there's been some thought put into them. Hmm. Um, and, and 2002, that first grand final I did, Brisbane, um, you know, one had won two in a row, and the siren went, and I went, oh. Brisbane have gone back to back. You know, I didn't, I just, nothing really came to me. So yeah. that's kind of what I said. Brisbane have gone back to back. And while that's fine, I probably thought in the aftermath, it would have been nice to have something to say. So the following year, they when they won again, I sort of, um, I said, Brisbane are going back to back to back. And I, I did spend some time thinking, trying to work out lines uh, as to, because at the time, you know, Chicago had done, had done the three feet, mm-hmm. all those sort of things. So those sort of lines have been used. So, just trying to come up with something else. But I think I learned the lesson somewhere. And then the theme songs were obviously... So the one the year after were, was probably the first time I used a theme song. I mean, that was obviously... And, and have been for me and a few other people a rich source of, of uh, you know, of ideas to, to come, you know, to, to use at the end of a, end of a game. So um, it is just trying to come up with something because I think more and more in the, in the modern period uh, with, you know, with 24... With SEN, who I work for over here, 24-7 radio and... And you know Fox Footy and and just so much more media that li- that lines and 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 bits commentary lines are used mm. you know, for a, a, 
forever and a day. And, and in some ways, particularly when you're doing TV, you, you are a part of history, um, albeit a very small part, but you are a part that gets replayed. So that was probably where the thinking came from. But I did learn not to be, you know, you really don't, ideally you don't want to have a line and stick to it, you know, mm. no matter what, because you can get too blinkered. Something else can happen. Mm. You know, the game itself um, or the storyline changes and you have to be ready for that. So I, I've tried to do that over the over the period. And I'll tell you what, it, it has caused more headaches than it's been, it <laughs> to be honest. You actually spend the, the week or two before the grand final, thinking, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for all the Lions fans out there, if they actually did win four in a row, did you have something for them? Oh. Uh, look, I, I probably did, but I actually, I, I can't remember. I do have a few... Old, you know, word documents that probably might need converting out of that old. But with a few old lines, you know, grand final 2000 and whatever, every now and then I stumble across when I'm trying to clear out some space on my computer. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what I had for that. But yeah, four in a row would have to have been something pretty good, I would have thought. You're finishing to a game on the siren. Like the, the calls, there's so many. We heard just some at the start of the chat. There are just so many that you ended up on the end of and, and they've just come out so beautifully it's almost like it's a, it's a knack that you've got I'd love to ask you what your what you think anyway your biggest strength is with your calling yeah certainly the end and you know the one on the weekend with the, the bells and the city that I mean I'm not saying mm. that was that amazing but that just came I actually was just saying that the bells ringing and then I was in the head I thought of the city of church and so in some ways, they're the ones you like the most when something really just comes to you instinctively. Um, so, I mean, I suppose I, it's really, it's up to anybody. What Everyone has a different view of commentators. Some like some and like others or might like elements and not like others. But, yeah, I mean, I like to think that I can try and capture the moment. You know, that's probably what I would like to think. But I, I would equally like to think that, you know, you, you're trying to, Sometimes you're just trying to stay out of the way of a game too. Mm. You know, the game's good enough and you, you, I try and, you know, I'm always thinking about how I can do it better and sometimes I'll listen back and think, you know what, you just went a bit over the top or you, you probably tried a bit hard or got in the way. I don't particularly like listening back to myself. I don't think many people do, but, you know, like today I was listening back to a game from the weekend. The other one, you always pick, you do pick up things, but, um, but you know, so you always, like anything in life, I'm sure you guys do, you are always trying to improve and, you have to, as annoying as that is. So, yeah, to answer your question, I would hope that I can get the moment right. Yeah. But I would also hope that, you know, like the 95% of what mm-hmm. you're doing is just being that just being that background almost mm-hmm. and, and just being informative and as accurate as you can be. And you're going to make mistakes. So when that happens, don't, don't try and don't stress too much. And that's mm-hmm. probably something you learn over the period that, you know, if you make a mistake, you just sort of got to get on with it rather than sit there and, and stress out too much. Hardo, what about Nick Davis? Did you oh. believe it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually did, you know, because but getting back to what I was saying, you know, being a Geelong supporter, we had a lot of heartache, and um, it was as much it was as much saying, you know, I said, but I don't believe it. Like Geelong's lost again, as it was. How good was that goal from Nick Davis? So, um, yeah, I did a podcast with him the other day. Actually, it was quite weird talking to him about it, but. Um, I, I say to him and Buddy that I made you famous. So that's that's sort of that's what I say to them. I think Buddy's probably he's probably just done enough on his own to claim that he's probably made himself famous. But uh, yeah, I try and claim that it was me. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Hutto, is there a sport or an event that you haven't called that you would love to call? Is there a bucket list? Have you got a bucket list there to ready to tick um, off? Probably. 
Probably the US Masters, and it's not really that I would actually need to call it. It's more I just want to go. Channel yeah. <laughs> uh, 10 had the golf for a fair while, and I think the only event I did for them was the Moona, the Moona Lynx Classic. <laughs> so I didn't quite make. I did. I wanted to make the Australian PGA cool and go and see Clive Farmer's dinosaurs, but I didn't even get a kick for that. But um, so yeah, I love my golf. So I, I'd love to do a little bit more golf. Um, I, I, I've done. I did two Olympics in the really early days of the Atlanta and the Sydney Olympics. So uh, I called swimming for Channel 10. We did the Con Games in 2010. Did a World Swimming Championships in Rome, which mm. I always say was probably my favourite event, probably my favourite holiday, which my wife doesn't like, my favourite mm. trip away, because she didn't go. But it was six days in Rome in the middle of a European summer, uh, working with Nicole Livingston, a couple of producers, and every day we were staying at an old hotel that had been reserved <laughs> in the heart of Rome, and every day we'd... Uh, down there for the end of just in time for the end of the heat do a little bit of research six o'clock we'd call the finals and by eight o'clock we're sitting in a different local italian restaurant eating pizza and a bottle of red wine (laughs) (laughs) life's hard so yeah i got to call michael phelps um, swimming a world champion breaking a world record and so yeah some of those international events um you know i'd love to probably do a little obviously it's difficult at the moment but probably love to do a little bit more of that but, you know, in the last couple of years, I've done test cricket, which is something I always wanted mm. to do more of. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, don't just say this is a good one. I'm really thankful for the opportunities I've, I've been given. It's been you know, pretty amazing, really. been pretty lucky. So, yeah, so, yes, there's a, a couple of world events I'd like to do a bit more of. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I still love calling the footy and love calling the cricket. So, um, yeah, I, I, I certainly realise how fortunate I've been. Oh, we've, we're fortunate to have you on our TV sets just about everywhere we go every season. So before we go, we've only got a short amount of time with you. We'd like to ask you, what is your favourite call out of all of those incredible moments you've been lucky to sit in the chair and call? Yeah. Uh, you think I actually would have been asked that? Bit. Like, I probably have, but I'm not sure that I can really... Yeah, I'm not sure that I can really um, come up with one moment. I, I certainly think that I, I love calling at the Adelaide Oval and, you know, it's probably no secret at the moment we're not travelling. So that game mm. on the weekend was was um, was called off the TV. So it's certainly not the same. The showdown, you know, the, the showdown was one of my absolute favourites wow. where the Motlop goal... Mm. Um, and the end of that, that that was certainly right up there. You got I three, think, you got three uh, port supporters here that are all uh, <laughs> still hurts, Hutto. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, what a time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, probably calling grand finals. Um, certainly, the Nick Davis one was one that you know probably gets referred to, and the and the, and the buddy um, thirteen goals. Mm. So yeah, I haven't I haven't answered your question. I haven't really got a de- <laughs> haven't right. really got a definitive one, but probably Michael Phelps. World record is probably, is probably yeah. as good a moment as any yeah. of them in terms yeah. of um, you know on a, on a broader stage. But yeah, from a from a and Virat Kohli being caught by Kawaja in the first <laughs> test that I'd, I'd really done in a long time when I'd done cricket early early doors over again at the Adelaide Oval. So I you know, love the Adelaide Oval and some of the. I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you guys at Adelaide. <laughs> I, I really, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess for me the, the heart of, of sport and footy is the MCG. So anytime I get to call there is is a real great and so yeah the grand finals are probably the yeah. thing in a broader sense but yeah some of those individual moments have been all over the place now Hutter, you got four budding sports journalists here in this room it's our 100th episode is there any do's and do nots uh, for us <laughs> any tips where we can take on board going forward for the future uh, for our uh, careers going forward 
Wow, that's a that's a open ended question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Go anywhere. No, I, uh, I just I always say I suppose probably guys that have got guys and girls now, which is fantastic. There's plenty of girls coming through that want to be mm. sports journalists or callers. Um, is just a it, it is like anything. It really is about working. It's about it's about putting in the hard work. This is a boring answer for you, but that's what it is. Mm. Trying to improve yourself, you know, listening, exposing yourself to listen to things or watch things or read things that are w- well outside. You know, the narrow area of sport, um, and I, like everyone who's in this industry, get gets locked away in sport, and you know, finishing a day's work or whatever, and then watching 360, and then listening to a sports podcast or whatever. But you know, what you can what you can learn from things outside of sport and outside of media, um, I'm always, you know, um, and whether it be referring back to my commentary or to something else you want to do in life, you, yeah, always try to think of and get inspiration from other places so i think that's probably that's probably one thing i'd say is Mm. look for inspiration from other places and when something when something you hear something or see something that you like think how can i is there something in that for me is there somewhere i can incorporate that in what i do um and then and and similarly i suppose just yeah look and see what the best people do and you'll probably find a common trait and you hear you hear players and sports people say this all the time about the best and they are the ones that people that work the hardest and train the hardest and so that when you get into that situation, you've, you've already put the practice in and the work in and it becomes much easier to do. I, I wish that applied to my golf, but sadly it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hado, we wish we could speak for longer, but unfortunately we've run out of time with you, mate. Thanks so much for joining us on this show. Always welcome to come back if you ever want, but uh, good luck with your calling. I'm sure it's only going to get better. Uh, it's always a pleasure to come on and talk about my favourite topic, myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> All good boys. There you have him, Anthony Hudson from Fox Footy, uh, one of the great commentators in the land, and we are so blessed to have had him on the show. Now, Huddo, how, how does it feel not being the best Huddo? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's just not true. <laughs> Jeez. Hudsonites, mate. No, Hudsonites. <laughs> Big <Jeez>. fans. <laughs> so, so tell us, tell us, hang on, before the show you were telling us, your name is actually Anthony Hudson. Jack Anthony Hudson. Yes. Wow. wow. <laughs> there you go. I similarity. lapped that up after that Jack Anthony goal. <laughs> oh, don't bring up Jack Anthony. Twice in a show. Yeah, I think we should make this a weekly segment. Yeah. Our favourite Jack Anthony moment. It could just be the same thing. <laughs> From That's one... the only thing he did, yeah. ever. Oh, he yeah. wrecked off to free over a bit of fun. <laughs> From one segment of Out of Hutto to another. Hutto shit takes for episode 100. <laughs> yes, um, what a great segment it is. We should, um, we should have got Anthony Hudson to do the shit takes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he has as many. Imagine, imagine that as a conversation. <laughs> Probably quite an astute and smart guy, as opposed to this one over here. I thought here. he was a Hudson tonight. Mm. No? No. Yeah. Okay, so um, people on Twitter have obviously um, seen that I'm quite a connoisseur of fast food, especially when Port of Lost. <laughs> connoisseur of fast food? food. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> especially when Port of Lost, it's a food. <laughs> Tantrum. That is outstanding. Piled on to Hungry you Jack's after. the Adelaide Oval fast food. Oh, uh, yeah. Shit house. Um, <laughs> d- depends what it is. Take. But, yeah, burgers are diabolical. So on the subject of burgers. Um, Ooh, here we go. Hungry Jack's burgers are number one. Ooh. They are, like, compared to like Macca's and stuff. Oh, well, hang on, yeah, you've got to go up against something. Yeah, so up against Macca's, HJ's okay. wins. So Whopper. 
McDonald's. Just no, no. If you had to choose between Hungry Jacks Hungry or Jack's McDonald's, yeah. yeah, just a burger in general rather than one of those weird little flat mm. things. Um, but it's Macca's chips because HJ's chips are shit. So I'm a, I'm a Macca's chips guy. Mm. Macca's fries win every day of the year, but I also have a strange liking for Macca's burgers over Hungry Jacks because uh, their chicken. To be honest, it's all about the chicken, and the chicken is just a little bit of mush. I reckon in the Hungry Jacks, at least it's a bit more real. Well, at least seems a little bit more real. Macca's hundred <laughs> percent beef. Come, come and sponsor us, Macca's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um, now, Hungry Jack's burgers, without a doubt, mm. shadow of a doubt, mm. are okay. way better. Even the barbecue cheeseburgers are way wow. better. Oh, they are the best. They are good. Well, well how's, it, how's this for a bit of a story? When I was living in the country in Port Lincoln, they didn't have a Hungry Jack's. They only had a McDonald's, but in right. Wyala. They had a Hungry Jacks. Oh, so what, so, oh, what no. people what used to do... No, they didn't. So Wyala and Portland are four hours yeah. away from each other. Ages so what away. people used to do is get in the car, drive <gasps> to Wyala to get Hungry Jacks, get Whoppers, and what they would do to, to make sure they preserve it, because obviously it's a long trip back... Yeah. They would take the... Just eat it! No, they were for friends. If they were getting oh. friends, they had a big order. <laughs> take the say. meat patty out and preserve the burger what? so it wouldn't get soggy and what? drive it back and then heat, reheat it once they got to oh, Paul Lincoln. What the hell? Gee. Yeah, no, I mean, true story. Oh, that, that, oh. Four hours back. Hang on, hang on. Breakfast, hang on. lunch and dinner. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you put in an order? No. Did you? I like McDonald's. They had a KFC there too, so that helped. Oh, that's good. you got to have Four hours though. Hungry Jack's burgers, but no, nah, not McDonald's chips. It's KFC, KFC chips. KFC chips. KFC chips, KFC chips, KFC chips, chips. are like, yeah, Although the most recent good. ones I've had have just been soggy, so it's been a bit... Mm. No. So. It's, it, <laughs> it, it's, it, 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 <laughs> it's the Aussie burger and KFC chips. I haven't had an Aussie, Aussie burger. burger. Aussie probably... burger and KFC chips? Yeah, the are they still make them? Yeah. I, I have to go and through the order. That's and... not that shit with pineapple on it, is it? <laughs> and beetroot and everything. Oh, yuck. Beetroot They've... literally tastes like dirt. That's oh, a that's a shit take. No, oh, that's an awful that's take. Wor- that's worse than the mushroom shit Yeah, take. that's what a terrible, mean, terrible Be- take. Oh, beetroot's disgusting. No. Jace? Oh, I like beetroot. Yeah, oh, shit take. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yeah. soggy dirt I red today. crap. Gross. Well, a whole beetroot. You had a beetroot. <laughs> no, I didn't just beetroot. took a chonk out of it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, yuck. Smells horrible. No, just, just on the sandwich. Um, terrible texture. Oh, actually, I've got a cliche there, but uh, I won't say it because uh, because Jared Walsh will clip it up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. fair. Um, <laughs> Come on. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Walsh is going to be Jared, shitty. Jared needs content for his... Uh, yeah, I know. We need yeah, what, what are they going to do if they don't have us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what's his story? Go. What's my, da- what's my dad joke of the week? You can beat an egg, but you can't beat a root. <laughs> Oh, that's getting used. Oh my goodness, that is getting used. <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that, that's getting that's getting used with a jack off. Jack off. <laughs> jack off. <laughs> and now there's another sound great. Yeah. Um, orange juice pulp, horrible stuff. It's just gonna have pulp for you. Shit pulp take, free. mate. Shit take. What? You're a pulp man. Yep. Yep. Gross. Gross. Pulp. Oh, yeah. yep. Pulp. Yep. Shit take. Yep. Yeah, right. Eh? Just, just eat the orange, mate. Just don't even bother about the juice. Oh, just eat the orange. Oh that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Nah. Um, nah. Okay, we'll leave that where it belongs. Um, right, this one's controversial. Pepsi over Coke, unless it's vanilla Coke. Vanilla Cokes. Vanilla Coke? What's wrong with vanilla Coke? What? Pepsi over Coke, unless it's vanilla Hang on, hang on. Who, who were you sponsored by back in the DJ days? <laughs> Be careful. Uh, I was sponsored by Pepsi. Be careful. <laughs> uh, I, thought it, I thought it was going to be LA Ice, to be honest. Oh, boy. Yeah, LA, geez, that was a good drink as well. Coke, Coke is the goat. Sorry, Coke is the goat. Nah. Nah. 
I got a cola that's better than. Oh, you on the home brand stuff, aren't you? Schweppes cola. What is Schweppes cola? Schweppes cola. You used to you could buy that in Kmart back in the nineties. Can you buy it now? No. Yeah, that's, well, that's how, how crap it is. No, that's how good it is. Uh, nothing bad. You're bringing up bloody stuff that was bloody around before Tuggers was born. Yeah, that's right. Come uh, on, mate. That's probably right. And Tab. Oh, Tab's all right. On a hot day, glass bottle of Coke. Yeah, glass, glass bottle, bottle of Coke. Coke. Yeah, but yes. you need to drink nothing, it quick. Nothing beats that. On a no. hot day, you need to drink it quick, otherwise it turns into boiling hot lava. No, no. Glass, glass soft drink absolutely GBC. trumps any other kind of soft drink. Absolutely. I think can beats it, just... No. no glass bottle. No. Well, be plastic bottle. Plastic bottles are just plastic just, bottles. No, of course, that's just, that's just yeah. that's bottom of the run. Yeah. Okay. Um. That's pretty much it for me, guys. For this oh, nice. Shit, shit takes. <laughs> so, so, I got abused in so, every single one. So, 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 so it's a, a whopper, a KFC chips, and a bottle of Coke. No, a bottle of Pepsi. Bottle of Pepsi. Ooh. Oh no. I, I said Pepsi or, 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 or tab. Or no, something. actually, Seven Up. Seven Up. If I go to KFC. What? <sighs> this is getting shitter by the minute. <laughs> Word of the week time, Jace. <laughs> Where's the secret? <laughs> Just mid-sentence. <laughs> get us now out of here. You're out. It's like the Oscars. Save us. Play the music. The music's get playing. out. <laughs> well, it is time for the root of the week. Yeah. And of course, it was a nice segue from you, Sam. Um, last week, we had Matty Burgess on, the B-grade coach yes. of Yankalilla. We heard him actually not shout long out. ago. He, uh, mm-hmm. he gave us a shout out for our 100. Thanks, Burjo. And of course... Is he, is he still the coach? Oh, well, well, well. Well, you brought it up, so I thought you might have had a follow-up story. He, uh, not sure. That's the. Oh, that's, what? He's not sure if he's got support of the board anymore. Oh, because oh is it this two After he said last No, but if you have support of the board, that's when you're stuffed. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, yes. you're in, yeah, if, if he doesn't have support saying, of the board, he's g- good for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I can say is that I've asked for a statement because right. on the weekend, Yank Lilla played in Counter Bay. After he came on our show and said he was turning it around, that he'd had a lot of more players available this weekend. Right. That there, there's a real good chance they'll no, no blow their blowing their hands off tires. So he's got Jim, Jim's dad, Jim's brother, back, right. Jim's yeah. uncle, yeah. and Jim's mowing. No <laughs> so the A grade, yes. A grade. Let's go. Encounter Bay, 89. 89, y- 89 goals. To no points. Oh, oh shit. The Yankee little 40. So they got oh, no. 31. Hang on, what? No, that's for, that's forty nine points, mate. Oh yeah, that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, well, Juno Maths, one oh one. Leave that in there. Anyway, jeez, <laughs> Juno Maths, boys. And uh, the B grade, his side. This is where it really counts. Ooh, ooh. His side was uh, in Counter Bay, ten goals, ten seventy to Yank Lilla, <gasps> seven goals for. 46. Oh, so, so still can't 24 win. 24 points. So it's, uh, I tell you what, he's in all sorts of trouble. Anyway, I got him on the blower a little bit before we got on air. And he, I said, can you send me a, a statement from the coach? And he said, he said, the boys played against the top three side and 10 minutes of footy in the second quarter cost us small laps in concentration. <laughs> Sounds like a real footy coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was all it took. We pegged them back but couldn't get it done. Oh, wow. So that, that 10 minutes, someone's um, rolled in with a big tyre and the, yeah. all the boys just like, shit, that looks good to set on fire. <laughs> or, or maybe the quarter time address was just rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uninspiring. So I'll tell you what. Yeah, keep might, going, guys. He might be in a bit of struggle. Oh, come on. They've got to play just... Victor soon there. They haven't won a game either. So come on. Oh, dear. Come that, on. That should be, maybe we should commentate that. 
that. Just yeah, yeah, damn. Let's do it. <laughs> Get the caravan out. You can do the nudie run across the ground. You can be the streaker. <laughs> that could be the whole oh, of yeah. the day. Oh, God. <laughs> Low light. <laughs> my mate, uh, just just saying, it. my mate, uh, we went on a uh, cricket trip and he did a, um, a, a nudie run, but wasn't quite nudie run. Uh, I can't quite remember. Narrow court. You're narrow either court. nude or you're not, mate. No, narrow well, court. Like the streaker club. in the showdown. It was, a, it, was, it was a half streak. He had the mankini from Borat on, oh, and I'm it was snapped up by about every single person around the ground. <laughs> Ended up front page of the narrow court times <laughs> the next day. <laughs> Bad news. Bad news. Well, I've got a couple of uh, Root of the Week uh, scores here. Now, the first one, uh, Division 3 reserves now uh the portland footy club are struggling at the minute they've been in the news the um covid's hit them bad and the, no players and mm. uh, you can tell because in the reserves on the weekend they played uh plimpton uh plimpton 43 goals 13 Ooh, yeah. 271 Ooh. portland 117 <laughs> <laughs> take the positives now <laughs> for plimpton they had, they had a, they didn't have one bloke who kicked ten. They had two blokes. Oh, <laughs> two blokes. Who do you give the best to? Booted, booted ten. So it says there's a um, bloke here called uh, was Ailing kicked ten and Stoddard kicked ten. But if you look at the best players, neither of them. Nah, but Stoddard got best on and Ailing got uh, second best. Oh, so that's good. Like, that's all right. We can but, take uh, that. Ten each. How good's that? Jeez. And uh, then I skimmed down to the. <clears throat> Division C2, where, where oh, real traditional rivals Where there bad. is no drop punt <laughs> seen at all. I've bad. watched a Division C, whatever the hell game <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, no. There was more helicopters than drop punts. And it's a, and it's an AC side, actually. Uh, Henley Sharks. Oh, Henley oh, Sharks. Yes. Henley Sharks, 28 goals, 23, 191. They played the Seton Ramblers, mm. who I run past their home ground uh, pretty much every day running. So, so hopefully no one knows me. They might throw a tomato at me as I run past. Uh, one point. Oh, well, if they threw a tomato at you, it wouldn't be very accurate anyway. <laughs> well, at least they kick it, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, oh, 190-odd points. Old pile one on from the Adelaide Plains, where oh, John Butcher was playing. Oh, um, he's, he, he, he's not back. Um, he <laughs> went back home to play for Mafra for a bit. Um, they got smacked around while he was there. Oh, um, but his side that he left behind, Hamley Bridge, they uh, they kicked four goals four on the weekend um, oh, to no. Malala's 26-14-170. Oh. Now, for Malala, um, Brian Montgomery kicked six goals, and uh, Angus Brueggemann, former Port Adelaide Ruckman, uh, kicked oh. five. Um, where do you think those boys sat in the best, boys? They didn't. They did not. Oh. Neither of them. <laughs> neither of them were in the best at all. That's which, rude. That's so, eleven goals. So, and did, the, did they both sit in the goal square? Yeah, they must have. Just <laughs> nudged each other out the way and out, mate. Your turn. My turn. <laughs> one for me. One for you. <laughs> <laughs> the old Homer Simpson. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I reckon this would be the hundredth time we've done this. It's your baby, Dale. Time for pass or fast. Mm. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's farcical. 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 It's a farce. It ends farcically. The rook rules are a farce. Farce, farce, farce. What a farce. Absolute farce, that was. That sounds farcical. That was farcical. It's farcical. It was a total farce. It was a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. Rightio, now uh, we'll go back to the Port Adelaide uh, Collingwood game on Sunday because it was so memorable. <laughs> it was horrendous, Timmy. It was horrendous. Um, but uh, before a, the, a ball was even bounced, uh, did you catch the Collingwood banner? 
Did you catch mm, it? I did. There's a we are the real black and white stripes. In, in excess, yeah, yeah. And yeah. stop wrecking in excess. Oh, yeah. So the Collingwood banner, pass or farce? Massive pass. Good on your pies. <laughs> Stick it up. I can't listen to that song anymore. I cannot listen to that song anymore. You have ruined it for all of us. I disagree. I think we've enhanced it. Um, massive farce. <laughs> Good to see that they actually could spell right this week. Um, someone's actually graduated year one in the Collingwood Cheer Squad um, this week. Um, what? Piss off. Just a bunch of pelicans. Just pelicans. <laughs> Complete farce. Port Adelaide's got the best pre-game entertainment of any club in the AFL. In fact, when uh, the showdown happened only a couple of weeks ago, Crows players were saying how good it was when they were before the game as they were about to play. So it's a complete farce. Yeah. And um, big farce. Yeah. Huge farce. Ship off and pies cheese. <laughs> Remember how envious they were? They tried to get metallic and nothing else matters before the game. Mm. Oh yeah, that's gonna rev someone up. Yeah, yeah. Might as well play bloody REMs everybody hurts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> ah. Research says <laughs> Big fast, big fast. And uh, on the on the back of that, the uh, the next one is uh, what about uh, Dane Swan uh, throwing shade <laughs> at Port Adelaide at quarter time <laughs> when uh, they only had one points. And uh, I wonder how that ended, pass or fast. Yeah, that was uh, that backfired, didn't it? Pretty badly. Fast, come on, Dane, you can't go off too early. Did oh. you reply to that tweet? I did Jack, not. I, I, I held very. No, I did actually because. <laughs> of course you did. No, um, because Port Adelaide True. then replied, um, and I just replied with the gif of um, Leo DiCaprio just uh, biting his fist in the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> but there was also another one. It's like, um, imagine if what Robbie Gray would look like in the real black and white, and how good he would look. So I just posted a photo of Robbie Gray in the prison bar Guernsey, saying he looks fantastic. <laughs> so, um, Swanee, massive farce. Um, yeah, well done. Peanut. Fast. Hit with the karma bus. You don't you don't go about that stuff, oh. especially when your team's not travelling real well either. So, no, fast. Big fast, Swanee. Big fast. And uh, I know all about uh, getting mentioned on Twitter on Sunday. You're a fast. <laughs> <laughs> Swanee, geez. Uh, just leave, man, just leave it in the holster a little bit. Right. So, uh, next one is... Phil Mickelson, you got to shout out Phil Mickelson. Oh. He's won the mm. US PGA. At 50. Hold on, hold on. We've got one of these. Yeah! Yay! Away. <laughs> that might have been one of Phil Mickelson's calves uh, <laughs> blowing, blowing up. But uh, in the, <laughs> in the um, um, during the uh, press conferences after he won the US PGA, he um, has come out and said that uh, one of the keys to his success to get back, getting back onto the top of the golf world is he spends 36 hours per week fasting, not eating a crumb. Wow. So Phil Mickelson fasting for 36 hours every week of his life. Pass or fast? I couldn't do that. I'd be too quick to head to the uh, Hungry Jacks or Macca's drive through for one of their, <laughs> some fries and a burger. I couldn't do that. That's amazing. So, so that's fasting. So one full day and then going... Uh, one and a half days without yeah, yeah, food. Yeah, without yeah. food. Yeah, that's yeah. full on. That's, that's not a farce. That's a pass. Yeah, pass fair effort. Um, so story time. Um, in year 12, I did the uh, 40 hour famine. Um, did you? Oh, some yeah. Funds. Yeah, I was... Um... How many barley sugars did you smash? <laughs> oh, I... I... <laughs> I can tell you right now, <laughs> I haven't touched barley sugar since. I have lost the... I used to like barley sugar. I was like, yeah, not bad. But since then, I was like, oh, God. 
So, so, so how I, many so at barley the, sugars? At the, t- at the time, I was the size of what Justin Westhoff when, was when he drafted. Now I'm the size of Plugger Lockett at the end of his career. Um, so I smashed about two packets of barley sugar, like the big, thick ones. That yeah. I just every time, yeah, straight in the gob. Um, yeah, enjoy that one, Walshy. Um, so as soon as that 40 hours was done... Because I didn't have my license yet. I said to my mate, I was like, you were taking me to Mac and you were taking me now. Because I only <laughs> lived around the back. So I had two double cheese, two large double oh, cheeseburgers yes. meals and smashed them. I was... <laughs> didn't touch the sides. Nah, it was just Fantastic. gone. Like chips were engulfed within seconds. It was just <laughs> carnage. Magnificent. So, yeah, massive, massive pass. Fair credit because bugger doing that ever again. Huge pass. If you can do that at 50 years old, what a tremendous story. And I tell you what, if you look at that... It was in um, South Carolina where it was at Kiowa mm. Island where he did mm. it. And on the last hole, as he's walking up the 18th, he's two shots or three shots in front. <laughs> security guard. <laughs> <fail>. security, security guards <laughs> lost all control of the crowd. Yeah, that's right. There was thousands of people. Um, his opponent was... Uh, Brooks uh, Kepka. Kepka. Yeah. He was said in his presser after <laughs> that he was copping some wax in the knees oh. from people in the crowd. Oh. It, that's oh, how much that hits. People were like... Uh, I don't know if it was intentional, yeah. but it sounded like there was some... Kind well, like, of, like Tonya Harding oh, style. <laughs> It was bizarre. And he caught, I'm pretty sure he Kepke might have cop, s- cop. said a farce, said the word farce in his uh, oh, post, did he? post did he? presser. Yeah, oh, come, why didn't you tell us? Well, I, I put didn't, it in the thing. Because yeah, yeah. that would make the intro go for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> well. um, but amazing. You know, if, if that's what it takes to, to win at 50 years old, then uh, people, I guess people should be intermittent <laughs> fasting. I definitely won't be. But um, yeah, congratulations to Mickelson. And a big pass. I can definitely vouch for the not not the fasting bit, but at least, especially going through all this this stupid marathon idea of mine. But you got to stick to some sort of diet, or not not a diet, but you know, just when to eat and when not to eat, because you know you can't really eat and then go go on a training run because you've got to run past Portaloos a lot. So, but yeah, a huge pass. For Mickelson, and uh, I think he'll he'll win again. He'll mm, win again. There's not a flash in the pan. He, he's uh, he'll win again. So uh, he's a pro. <laughs> just to keep those calves, he's working on his calves. Well, yeah. he, he actually credits. Uh, oh, there goes another one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a farce. <laughs> That's worse than the dad joke. <laughs> he goes another calf. I've never known a calf to snap that loudly. To be honest, it's more of an Achilles. Yeah, it? that's an no. Achilles. I don't bring that up. Um, right. Uh, next one uh, is uh, Brett Maher, our man Brett mm, Maher, yeah. on uh, Bungie and the Brettster last mm. week. They were had Rachel Spawn as a guest. Oh. Now, Marzi's come up with an idea. Like already, um, professional female basketball have gone from the size seven to the size six balls. About. I think it was about a decade ago now, and uh, there's a bit of hullabaloo when that uh, all... Um, bit of what? Hullabaloo. 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 Yeah. Razzle-dazzle. Like. So- sounds, oh, yeah. sounds like the worst ride at bloody movie world going around. <laughs> hullabaloo. Yeah, I'm going on the hullabaloo. Oh. Two tickets for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like teacups. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> so people thought it was a farce that mm. uh, the... the, the uh, ladies were playing with a smaller ball. Now, Brett Maher has come up with the idea that maybe we should bring the height of the hoop for f- professional female basketball mm. down Ooh. from 10 
foot, foot yeah. to nine foot. Ooh. So there's more dunks in the game. So what about Brett Maher's idea of just lowering the hoop for more razzle-dazzle <laughs> in female basketball? Pass or fast? Pass or fast? Um, I kind of like it. It's pass. I think anything that can enhance the entertainment factor of a sport which at at the moment isn't quite on um, everyone's radar because men's basketball is everything because it's entertaining and it's fast and it's great, but and the women's game is very much based on skill. I think this would be a great little alteration. There's nothing... I, I don't have anything against that. It's a pass. You sound like Steve Hawking, man. It's <laughs> 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 just like anything that can answer yeah. It's like, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, yeah, pass. Can't see what's wrong with it. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you, Sam. Is anything that you can bring a little bit more excitement, a little bit more razzle-dazzle, yes. as you like to say. Yeah, I'd love to see women dunk the uh, the basketball a bit more, so pass. Yeah, no, a big pass. Great idea, Marzi. Press box's own. Yes. Bread, bread, <laughs> we should, should have said it here, Marzi. Yeah. Come on. But... Um, but I reckon if you if you lowered the hoop, I reckon would half of the WNBA players would be able to dunk straight away. Oh yeah, because the, the athletes in that Liz competition, all Liz Cambage can dunk a ten foot ring. Yeah, did it at the Olympics, so um, it would be very good for the for the Opals to throw it in Liz and she was dunking. <laughs> yeah, that's all the time. right. <laughs> Big pass, undefendable. Right. Next one. Uh, now the in our um, jobs, our emails get littered with uh, media statements oh, yes. and. Uh, straight down the line uh, media statements and there'd be thousands a week so on Monday I think it was get one from uh, GWS that says Shane Mumford media statement oh mm. that always that's and funny. then the first thing that popped over oh what's he done yeah, yeah. So- yep. sausage <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's he done what's this so I've clicked on it and uh, I've read it and it reads the Giants can confirm Ruckman Shane Mumford uh, Shane Mumford has been nominated for Mark of the Year. (laughs) (laughs) The club understands the incident took place late in the fourth quarter of the Giants' win over West Coast. Subsequent testing has revealed Mumford recorded a personal best velocity during the event. (laughs) Giants coach Leon Cameron expressed his shock at the event. When I saw the mark, I almost fell off my chair, he said. (laughs) I spoke with Mummy post-game and he told me he thought... He'd won a four and twenty pie, and that was his incentive. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> for everyone associated with the Giants, he'll be talking about this mark for the next ten years. Oh. The Giants will make no further comment at this time, <laughs> other than to encourage all Giants fans to get behind Mummy, because who wouldn't want to see this tremendous effort named Mark of the Year? That is an outstanding <laughs> statement. Oh. That's unbelievable. Massive, massive. Oh, you know what? That is past the year for mine right now. That is so good. <laughs> like, that's just media department smarts because he they know that every single person is going to click on something that says Giants Club mm. Statement Shane Mumford. They just know. <laughs> so smart. Yeah, definitely sucked me in. And honestly, full credit. That is amazing. That was <laughs> awesome to read. And want to give a great shout-out to the Giants media team. They are outstanding. They are, they are terrific to deal with. And yep. the stuff that they put out, they have always been top-notch, especially yep. with the stuff that we do with the Inner Sanctum. They've always been more than accommodating. So thank you to you guys. You do a great job. Was he thinking he was going to get a, a pie from Fraser Garrick? Was that, was, that, was that his hope? But uh, no, sensational from them. They're a, uh, yeah, their media team is, is second to none. 
I, I'd watch a I'd watch a show with G Train and Mummy smacking, smacking down pies. I would watch or <laughs> listen to a podcast. What would that be about? That would just I be wouldn't, unreal. I them wouldn't going, care. Them going and testing out uh, stadium food like different. <laughs> that, that'd be amazing. <laughs> we need Adelaide to pitch Oval. this to someone. <laughs> this is great. Any stadium, they're just going to want every All week. Of them. All of them. Oh, she got a country clubs. Just like yes. Mummy and G Train on tour. Well, because. we just took over. That's an early uh, Jason's uh, oh, announcement he was going to make in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> got legs. Yeah. I've got footy master chef. <laughs> get get train in there, making we'll the whole workshop dogs. that one. Can, oh, can we throw Gordon Ramsay in the mix of that? Because <laughs> that would be piss funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you beat me to it. Uh, definitely in the top four pass, yeah. passes. Yeah. Straight in. Straight in the geez, I hope, I hope there's not another media statement next week. <laughs> actually, yeah, they'll get it. It's actually the next time it'll be like, oh, no, Boy, that, that's just funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this before. Yeah. Bin. <laughs> right. Um, now the the last one is uh, from uh, Twitter. This one just did the rounds, and uh, actually, uh, I'll shout out Miles Kemp from the advertiser um, again because he showed me this tweet uh, at halftime on Sunday he goes before before you uh, start crying because Porter, Porter going to lose this will make you smile and uh, he showed me this and, 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 a, and a little language warning a fucking goat outside it's just a goat no it's a fucking goat <laughs> can we just play that one more time Outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. <laughs> so, so the little kid. Context. <laughs> seeing Michael Jordan outside of the window. Oh, now come nah. on, it's an animal. <laughs> Pass or fast. <laughs> so what? Jimmy Barnes has posted this video on Twitter. Everyone's posted. It's a, it's a kid. It's a kid who's just <laughs> looking out the window. There's a goat. Oh man, that's a great pass. Massive pass because that was actually uh, footy from uh, footage from Tuggers actually seeing me walk through the door. Oh, <laughs> now, come on, come on. <laughs> Tuggers number one, Hudson. Oh. <laughs> you are a tool. I, I can't. <laughs> no, no, that's you... your shittest take yet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, massive pass. <laughs> I can't. Well, what bit? What bit? <laughs> Every bit of it. <laughs> Jace. Oh, no, it's a huge part. I can't top yeah. that. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a massive oh. Hudson Knight, you're number one. I am not. You've got, you've got, uh, you're the number one ticket holder. Oh. I'll, do any, I'll do nearly anything to get off of that. <laughs> president, Ooh. vice president, treasurer, <laughs> secretary. Get me secretary. <laughs> I'll be releasing a statement of my own suit. <laughs> Uh, oh. I can't wait till um, um, that uh, kid's mum, mum and dad, <laughs> takes him to the zoo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> See the... Can we just listen to that? The monkeys and the zebras <laughs> and the lions. And it's our 100th episode. We can listen to it one more time, can't we? What'd you say? A fucking goat outside. <laughs> oh, go on. How good. Oh. Oh, that, uh, that's that's very good. That is outstanding. That's very good. And and I'm so glad Artie would never listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we can break the rules a little bit in our 100th episode. Hey, boys, that brings us to the end. Other than the fact that we still need to do a multi, and it has changed after last week, mm. because what we did 
and um, and people don't seem to like this from best teammates, but they can go and stick it up their jumper. Oh, the fact that we have well, had... actually stick it up their prison bar jumper. Yeah, oh no, no, yes. none of that. Yes. Um, we can we can now get on to uh, starting this little uh, train that is the listeners multi, and it's uh, going full steam ahead here, Jace Kim. Yeah, well, as soon as my mates who uh, listen to this podcast, avid oh. listeners, uh, heard that they could put in a multi, they jumped oh, at the chance. Oh, away we go. Uh, and I tell you what, they've got the uh, the the four wide no cover. Uh, group chat going really hard on this. <laughs> so uh, it's actually, it's actually. I think this could, this could get up. And I tell yeah. you, and I tell you what, in our hundredth episode, oh, if this gets up. This would be huge, amazing. It better be worth over so hundred to one. And the, the good thing is, we've got horse racing, we've got NRL, we've got Ooh. AFL, and we've got a little bit of NBA. This is what we want, so, I think, from the listeners. So we've party. got a bit of everything. Are we, going, are we going to Muscle first? Or, um, <laughs> yes. That though, Sa- we're going to sail. Sail. Where Anthony Hudson started his career, oh, we're going go. to sail. Here we no, go. No, oh all right, God. no, we're going to go to the NBA first, and okay. it's the Washington Wizards. First, the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes. Philadelphia 76ers to win that game. Then we're going to head over to the NRL. Brisbane mm. Broncos versus the Melbourne Storm. Right. No, no, please. Storm. Oh. 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 Don't go, Broncos. Storm. Storm. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to come back here to the AFL. We're going to go uh, Western Friday night. Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne. Mm. Marcus Bontempelli to kick a goal. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then we're going to go to the Crows game. They're playing Richmond. We're going to go Taylor Walker to kick two goals then Geelong versus Collingwood we've got the margin on Geelong which is minus 24 and a half points so we're going to go the line where is that Uh, it is being played at the G it's always at at the G at the the G in the the colour clash to finish off to finish off uh, Brisbane and the oh. horse racing. Yeah. Oh, and the horse oh. racing. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, not the miracle on grass. <laughs> no, to finish off, we're going to go to horse racing. We're going to go to Doombin in Brisbane. And we're going to go to the Fred Best Classic. Now, I'll tell you what, it's a 1,400 metre race. Freddy! Freddy! <laughs> oh, 1,400 metre race. There's going to be some absolute guns. Ooh, uh, yeah. Some really good up-and-coming horses in this race. I'm going to put our money on Ayrton. Okay. That's, oh, Senna! That, on the nose to win. Yes, on the nose wow. to win. So, if we... Put all that together, we're going to get about eight bucks. Hang <laughs> on, what? what? Eight bucks? <laughs> eight bu- apparently, that's all sports. This to- is the crappiest multi yet. Eight well, bucks? Yeah, eight, oh eight bucks. Come on. I, was, I was expecting that was going to be at least 20 yeah. to 30 bucks. Eight bucks? Eight bucks. Hey, by the way, no this, way. Is part of, this is part of the show. Who who, who, who submitted the multi? Yeah, who did eight bucks? That's shit. <laughs> the boys are four wide, no cover. So, Michael Ned's wiki, Dave Polino, and. and uh, Daniel Stevens, they yes. were the ones. Avid listeners of the show, they listen every week. Nice. Uh, and this is their multi. But I'll tell you what. Is that the uh, Daniel uh, Stevens at Far uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the one. That's ah. the one. Good man. Yes. Um, and if this gets up, they're going to lay claim yes, to this. They're going to talk about this forever. This, well, I hope they got about $25,000 on it. Otherwise, you're going to win nothing. <laughs> Can we just chuck an extra league in? North Melbourne will win by 10 goals. No, or something. No, no, come on. <laughs> Actually, they Or said... maybe the Washington Generals will beat the Harlem Globetrotters or something. <laughs> well, Mitch, Mitch, who was our uh, first one to submit. Oh, uh, for the multi last yeah, week. Yeah. How many did he get? Five out of nine. Oh, and North oh, Melbourne was in there. So he started off really strong, got the first like four, and we're looking really good going out. into Saturday night, and then yeah, we're not oh, real down here. North Melbourne yeah. to beat Essendon. What a farce. <laughs> Come on. I still can't believe that eight to one. Yeah. 
sports bit. Some and that, of them and that's sports. That's with a power play. Now, uh, uh, well, <laughs> oh wow! Well, this is a Kempi segment. I've got a gripe to pick as well. Oh, oh, so, so how's this? So, in the recent weeks, Dale and I both celebrated our birthdays. Yes. Mine last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Happy got, birthday! Thank you. Got a message from you. Got a oh. message from you. Where's the message, Kemp? <laughs> I didn't realise it was your birthday. Tug has messaged about eleven o'clock in the morning. You've seen it. He continued on your conversation. It was in the group chat. It was in the group chat. Oh. Happy birthday, my friend. Shake your hands, a bit belated. <laughs> it's all great. Hang the on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sign us off and, and, from the press box. And that is Mickelson's third card. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but my birthday was cured because mm-hmm. I went down to the Alberton Hotel for lunch. First time I'd ever been there, which what? shocked the Alberton Hotel. Yeah. yeah, it's a great no place. Yes. First time I'd Sacrilege. ever been there, which was shocking to him because I was on the phone with him on the way in. He was oh. like, what? <laughs> um, so, well, I've spent at least f- oh, well, thousands at that yeah. establishment. So funny you mentioned that thousands. So <laughs> I decided to have a bit of a uh, play on the pokies. Ooh. So... Um, I chuck- and you think I'm old? Yeah, You're playing pokies. Yeah, I was with my nan and my auntie and oh, uncle, that's so right. I was just, surrounded by right. the older Alberta. generation. <laughs> <laughs> so chucked forty in. Just I wasn't doing forty, 40 bucks. Wow. About wow. forty bucks. Wow. It's my birthday. I'm going to treat myself. <laughs> okay. So well, you put that on that multi, only get three twenty back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nothing. So. Just playing this Monopoly game, so I was having a bit of fun going alright, and then you had no idea what you were doing. I was pressing button, and it was going alright. So I had free games pop up every now and then, and then hit a major. So a major jackpot. was five. Was a major a major jackpot, which is five hundred bucks. Oh, so I'm just like, shit, that's alright, that's good. And then because Did you press the- gamble, red and black. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no. So major. So when mm. it comes up with the free games of this Monopoly game, yeah. You, every time free parking pops up, you get what you just won again. Oh, oh no. So I'm just like, oh, that's not going to happen. Happened another four times. I ended up walking out there with 2700 bucks. Oh! <laughs> yeah! Oh! Wow. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. How much of your wife gets that money? Um, <laughs> 1350 <laughs> She has... Um, Mrs. Hutter has assumed control of most of it from emotional damages because of what she's been mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> Well, that's a good way to sign it off. Well, I'm glad you find your pockets after a good birthday, mate. Happy birthday to you. Ha- you. Happy birthday now, to us. The, the, 100. No, the, one hundred. No, la- one last question. Okay. Oh, yeah. Did you with the twenty seven hundred? Did you put it in your glove box? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the glove box. That's all right. I was holding on to dear life. <laughs> Don't crash the car. <laughs> yeah. Start the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long one from us for episode 100. Boys, it's been bloody good to see you oh, for 100 so shows. Uh, well done. Are we, uh, we're bigger and better into 101 and beyond, I suppose. How yeah, much baby. better? <laughs> <See Hopefully>. <laughs> Hopefully. Let's hope that wasn't our best 100. Now let's kick on and make, make a real big 100. Yeah. That's what we want to do. Real big 100. Well, well that, that'll that do us for episode 100, boys. Uh, we're down and dusted. Let's hope the next 100 are uh, just as good as the first. Oh, I can't hope. wait. And hopefully we won't start again uh, at 101 in a uh, in the kitchen or somewhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting uh, Jace won't be here for 101. <laughs> He'll be missing. <laughs> boys, it's been bloody good fun. Uh, we'll do it again next week, as we always do. Plenty more of the press box coming up, boys. Good to see you. We'll do it again next week. See ya.